Filling in for Ryan the Hacker Green, I'm Lauren Rue, joined by Denny Thompson for this week's edition of Gator Bites. Not really much to talk about for you, is there? I'm kind of uh, tired Denny? of talking about it, but oh, let's well, go. Let's, let's get do it. it. Let's do it Let's again. get it one more time. One more time for the ones in the back. Carson yes. Beck made the decision that I would say most didn't see coming in regards to where he was going to play his college football. You have some insight there, of course, because you train him, you work with him, you're very close with him. But when the news came down on Sunday that he would be committing to the University of Georgia, your phone blew up and walk us through what that was like. Yeah, it was crazy. I did not know that. I knew he liked Georgia. Georgia, even though he grew up a Florida fan, Georgia was has always been that offer that he wanted. And so earlier in the week, Georgia offered. Okay, wait, I need to stop you right there. Georgia has always been that offer that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Why? Type of offense they run. Um, he he and his dad have gone up there three or four years in a row. Just likes the campus. But really it's about advancement, right? It's about the offense they run. He's always felt like that was a good fit for him. He can see himself in that system. Um, I think that was probably the biggest thing. So when he got the offer last Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that, um, I actually came in and told James Coleman, my co-host on Sports Den, like that was the one. That's mm-hmm. the one that could hold this thing up. Now, I had no idea that he was going to be committing that same weekend. In fact, I was reminded yesterday by his dad that I was the one that, that said to them, <laughs> Gator Nation's going to hate me right now, but honesty's best policy, right? Mm-hmm. I was the one that said to them, look, before you go, to Gainesville uh, for spring practice, March 12th, 13th, whatever it is, you need to get up to Athens. Because what I didn't want to have happen is I didn't want him to go to Gainesville, feel like, okay, because I'm tired of the recruiting process, I'm going to go ahead and get this over with, and then realize later, wait, George is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. So what I thought was going to happen was he was going to go up to Athens, and it may delay his commitment, but it would give him – Something to think about. And and all you really want is to have options, right? Sure. You just want to make sure you make the best decision. Um, but that's not how it turned out. And so Sunday, he went Saturday to um, Athens. To Athens. Mm-hmm. They did a great job, a really good job. They did their homework, and they had a good plan for his visit. They sat him down. They showed him how he fits in the offense. Mm-hmm. They, had, uh, they had visual aids that helped um, of, hey, here's what you're doing now at Mandarin, mm-hmm. and here's what we do at Georgia, and here's how it kind of – it, it kind of works together yeah. and um, gave him feedback on what he needs to work on, which is, as his coach, great to have. I yes. love that. Um, and, and so it, it just went really, really well. Carson's not a kid that cares anything about facilities. He doesn't care about, you know, the glitz and glamour of it. He wants to know where do I fit? How does this work? Uh, when do I play? Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. How much of these young men that you work with, when they take these events, visits or sit down with these coaches how much of the conversation at some point becomes about getting to the next level after college can you help me get to the next level yeah I think it always goes there with your upper tier guys but I don't think that's the would it have gone there or did it go there with him absolutely yeah absolutely it it for most guys it's their first dream is being realized of playing major college football and getting their college paid for Right, and and that's the focus is let me make this decision, and we try to, 
we try to help them through by, by you know, really pushing into them, hey, try to be present. Don't always look at the future. Because right. if you do that, then you're never happy. That's like, right. enjoy your high school time, enjoy your college time, so forth. With Which is Carson, good advice for everyone, by Everybody, the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Carson is a little different because the kid's already 6'4 and a half, 225, mm-hmm. you know, can already, you know, th- make every throw, that kind of stuff. So, of course, it's going to go there. And, again, Georgia did a good job of not saying here at Georgia this is what we're going to do for you, but Carson, from a development standpoint, here's the difference in being a first-round guy and a fourth-round guy over the course of the first five years of your NFL career. Right. And really sitting down and just sculpting a plan together, that's what he wanted. That's that's what he was asking for. Would he have been – and I'm asking you to make predictions – and we're making the assumption here that Georgia will be the right fit for him and that he goes on to have this great career. Would it have ever worked at Florida for him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think um, from a system standpoint, Georgia is probably a more natural fit. But Florida, Dan Mullen's so good. And, and Brian Johnson's so good at adapting to what they have. But I made this point earlier in the week, like if I'm, if I'm Dan Mullen, I'm going to put my Florida fan hat and my Carson Beck trainer hat off to the side. Mm-hmm. I've got two guys in my quarterback room right now that fit my system perfectly. I can think of three or four guys in this recruiting class coming up that if I want to sign another one, fit the system perfectly. Carson is kind of that exception of we're going to make whatever we have to make work around mm-hmm. this kid because mm-hmm. he's that good. Mm-hmm. This isn't that huge of a blow other than a pride factor sure. for the University of Florida. And I think that's what's been – that's why there's been so much talk about it is Florida fans thought they had him. Right. Anytime you lose a, a big-time in-state kid to a school outside of the state, the it, the intensity of it gets amped up. And then you pair it with Georgia, who's a big rival. And it happened so swiftly. It yeah. was – that was – the conversations that I had with Florida on Sunday were were awkward. And, what do you and, mean with Florida? With the Florida coaching staff. Oh, you uh, talked to them on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did I miss that, that part of our conversation Maybe on so, <laughs> maybe so. I was all over the place on Monday. I was I was so tired on Monday. So but, they called you? Well, we have, I have a good relationship with not just Florida, with a lot of guys. Sure. With Georgia. And this was after know. he made his announcement. So the way this happened was, is he no, it was before. Oh, it was before he made okay. his announcement. It was when word started to trickle out that the visit had gone really well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was – I had some kids from out of town in training, and so I had a ton of missed calls. And I, I think I told you on Monday on Sports Den, like the mistake I made was I called Coach Johnson back at Florida before I called Chris Beck, Carson's dad, back. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did. And so in my mind it was, hey, Coach, you know, as far as I know, it went really, really well, and Georgia did some very good things. Um, but I, I don't think anything further than that has happened. I was wrong. And while I was training, Carson had had made up his mind that Mm -hmm. that's where he wanted to be. And he had not yet committed. Um, So I think it was just one of those things where it happened so suddenly and so quickly that it caught everybody off guard. Because he was supposed to or he had planned to go back to Gainesville to visit. Yeah, he was going to go back uh, this coming weekend or next week, next week when when they start spring practice. Yeah, Yeah, when they start spring practice. And, And that was. You know, Florida's plan and his plan and mm-hmm. everybody's plan. Yeah. Well, I'll say this much. I don't owe you this compliment, and you're not searching for one from me. But I think it speaks very highly of you that the position you're in, your your allegiance to your 
school of Florida, the business you're in, the harassment, all mostly in good fun in this building from mm -hmm. the other Florida fans uh, in terms of not getting Carson to go to Florida. You've handled that really well. And more importantly, you took your feelings out of where this young person has decided to go play his college football. And there's not a whole lot of guys, Denny, that work in this industry or work in sports at all who don't have some ulterior motive for themselves, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. And kudos to you for not for doing what was best or providing the advice and the training and the skills for him to be confident enough to make the decision that was best No, I appreciate him. that. That's, that's nice. And, and really, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is get these guys to their ultimate goal. Yeah. And that's different. Like some kids that we train, their ultimate goal is I want to play on Friday nights. Sure. And if I play on Friday nights, then I am perfectly fine. And mm -hmm. so we have to work – some of them, we have to work to get them even there. Yeah. Right? And others, it's I want to just have my college paid for. Carson's a little different. Yeah. You know, and, and, and <laughs> it's weird because I am a Florida fan, and so far this year I've had commitments to Florida State and Georgia mm -hmm. and not to Florida. Um, and I've got a couple more that, that could, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, but it's fun. It's so much fun just to kind of see these guys live that dream right. out. And, and Lauren, the interesting thing is like, you see these guys grow up and you get a good idea about their freshman or sophomore year of, they got a chance to be really special. And you really start to try to prepare them for the onslaught that's coming. Right. And I was just talking to big Cersei before we started about this onslaught, like you can't. You can't prepare them. And one day it's fun, mm -hmm. and the very next day it's, Coach, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like, this is really serious. It becomes reality, or, or reality sets in rather really quickly when the stakes get raised. It's one thing to go from Pop Warner to middle school or whatever's next, and then at every level mm -hmm. in athletics, the intensity and the the bigger prestige school that you go to, the more intensity, the more – fan bases that'll come after you and tell you what a piece of garbage you are when two weeks ago they were worshiping the ground you Absolutely. worked on. And and you can tell young people that or anybody that for them. I mean, hell, the industry that we work in, mm -hmm. the bigger platform that you have, the more criticism mm -hmm. you get. So you can tell somebody, hey, this isn't always going to be easy and this is where you really have to push yourself. If this is what you really want, all this stuff comes with it and it's finding that balance. But until they experience it themselves – yeah. You really have no idea. Yeah, it's if you can't give somebody feelings. No. And that is the feeling. No matter what you say, like, criticism sucks. Yes, it definitely <laughs> it, it, can. It, it doesn't matter how you play it. It doesn't matter how tough you want to play it, all that stuff. It it, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But you do get used to it. Yeah. It, it does. You go. find a way to deal with it. Right, right. And and it's this is a Florida Gator podcast, so I'll, I'll take this time to say, like, what they've got going on at Florida is amazing. It really is. It's if you look at their quarterback room now, they've got a guy with 10 wins as a starter in one year. They've got two guys that Mullen recruited that he wanted really badly that were four-star kids uh, in Emory Jones and Jalen Jones, both really talented kids. Um, Jalen I, I also work with, and, and I'm, he's, he's another special guy. They've got the luxury of having Trask, who mm -hmm. by all accounts is a very serviceable backup. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of colleges that would trade places with Florida. And, oh, by the way, they've got Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson, who are quarterback guys. So I, I, don't, I don't think that there's anything than this being a gut punch. There's nothing more than that. It is the, – the train's heading in the right direction right. in Gainesville. They're not Florida State who's sitting there with 
not many quarterback options. Right, right, right. We've got a legit quarterback competition in Gainesville right now, and people don't want to admit that, but there's when they open practices to the media, I think the media is going to be shocked to see how even the reps are. Mm-hmm. This is not a so, gaunt, foregone conclusion that yeah. Felipe Franks is the dude. Yeah. In terms of hoops, and then we'll wrap this thing up, um, Georgia. Has, I was there. I was there. You might not be invited back. I know. To many Florida uh, functions. Hopefully not. Hopefully people will get over their ridiculousness. But it is kind of ironic that the basketball game that you attend with your son, your wife was there as well? Yeah. As a family. Both, both kids, yeah. All, the whole the crew whole, was there. The whole crew was there. Ended up being uh, one of the worst losses, I would say, it was this terrible. season. 61-55. To Georgia, this was this was a game that they I hate to use the word should or should not have. They shouldn't have lost this. They shouldn't have going in, but I, but they the way they played, they yes, should. They should have lost. This it, it was yeah. I mean, sitting there watching that game was just like that's so they. I'll put it this way: they had this thing at halftime where they had like these. I don't know what peewee. I guess I don't know basketball. Okay, like, like, sure. I don't know. I'm gonna guess ten to eleven year olds. Okay, by far the most entertaining basketball scene. <laughs> But I, it, I think you tweeted that, didn't yes, you? Something like by far the most entertaining basketball I saw that night. It was absolutely brutal, and it was one of those things where I just don't think this Florida team is good enough to play with sustained confidence. Yeah. And so they get out there, and it's just kind of like, okay, I hope we don't lose instead of going and taking it away. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they respond this week. I mean, a big week with LSU and Kentucky mm-hmm. and then the SEC tournament following. So I'm very interested to see. But that was very – uninspired basketball on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, it, it looked to be that way, and you're right. They have to finish up the schedule with LSU on – is that tonight? The tonight. Sit? It is tonight. We'll be able to check that out during the sports yep. from 7 to 10, and then you're right. They wrap things up on the road at Kentucky, who uh, played Ole Miss tight last night but ended up with the win there. Here's the other disadvantage they have is Florida's on spring break this week. That seems really early. It is early, like Florida, FAU, a, a couple of those oh, schools. So We've got kids in training. But, uh, yeah, so Saturday night was fairly dead. Uh-huh. Tonight's probably going to be worse. Yes. So it, it, it that does make a difference. I mean, I you lose the home court. I agree. All right, Denny, I appreciate uh, you letting me hang out with Gator Thanks Bites. for doing it. Yep, and we hope that uh, Hacker gets better soon. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he'll be all right. All right, <laughs> I'll talk to you tonight. All righty.